If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. As you may notice, there is only three of us, though. Uh, Grace has been caught up in London with these flash floods. Um, <laughs> the videos he sent me are absolutely horrendous. So um, not only has he his issues in some premises with regards to flooding, that's all I'll say to you, and getting home is going to probably be a five- or six-hour trek by the looks of it. So um, Grace, understandably, is not worth us tonight. But I do have Shawnee and I do have Keith, and I've asked Matt, but um, despite him demanding to be on podcast since he made a star appearance on Thursday, uh, he won't show up. So that's how it is. Even though I've told him continuously it's 10 p.m. on Sundays um, in the WhatsApp for the last three days. But um, lads, you're all very welcome. Shawnee, you're looking amazing um, in your Lakers top. Um, how was your weekend been, apart from being eaten alive by mosquitoes? It's been grand, yeah. Uh, it's me last weekend and Carrick on Shannon, so mm. had to make the most of it. But uh, those Carrick on Shannon mosquitoes. Uh, I know. Watching a lot of um, watching a lot mm. of the um, the Olympics. Really enjoying it, to be honest with you. Yeah, some good stuff in it. Like it's just when you look at these elite athletes and you're sitting on your couch eating crisps, it just makes you think, <laughs> what the fuck am I doing? Because I was watching them, them, the the. The, the women down the gymnastics area, oh, man, it's just mind blowing stuff like but, Simone Boyles and all. Oh man, incredible! Like it's just literally pure sport. It's shy that there's no crowds, but enjoying it nonetheless. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jeremiah B says, um, "Didn't know Shawnee was that huge." Um, oh, and somebody else says, um, "Shawnee's looking a bit like Stretch Armstrong." Uh, and- <laughs> Somebody else this, says, Hong, this, Hong Conway this, says, what the fuck? Since when is Shawnee an absolute unit? This, my, must, be what, game, this must be what Key feels like when he wears random jerseys every week of people yeah. just says, come yeah, with my, my, yeah. my name or our name for Shawnee is Shoulders. Um, I call it Shawnee. In my phone, phone, it's not Sean Lawson D12. It's uh, Shawnee Shoulders in my phone. And um, yeah, Shawnee is a unit. Don't mess with him. <laughs> or me, because Shawnee will beat you. Uh, Keith, how has your weekend been? It was brilliant, Gav. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, lovely weather over here in Dublin. I'm getting absolutely scorched. I'm like a pepper army now at this stage. I'm laid and born to a crisp. But apart from that, we're all good. Um, 
out today playing ball with the with the lads Paddy Lawson, the other Lawson, another unit. It must be said, Elvis today. Um, did they all get well fed in that house? Didn't I they? Lawson, there was no blade, there was no cut, there was no cutbacks in there, there was no cabbage water. You're right, they, they were all well fed, them lads. Me Big too, units, mate, all seven over. days a week, yeah, 100%. <laughs> But uh, Delwyn Jones says he loves to kick Keith. Um, of course, Keith was delighted when that when that arrived. Nazim yeah. says love the new Keith, love the new Keith, new short Keith. It's a cracker, um, it is. I have to say, lovely yeah. kit. Big yeah, fan. Not- I love the acrylic one when it was out. Um, when it came out, I always liked that. And then when this one came, I seen. I said, "Yeah, I'm having a piece of that." So all over. It. Keith, Keith resplendent in that group. Gav's topless. I'm that red. It's unbelievable. <laughs> um, I, I had a lovely weekend up until uh, today when I went to play golf with Andy Veranda Cheese and Dave Lennon, um, famously of this chat. And we went up to um, we went up to Dave's hometown, up the north of Ireland, and we had a lovely day playing golf. I'd like to apologise and put it on record now um, that I apologise for my play today uh, to my partner Andy and Dave and Veranda Cheese beat us four and three up in Dave's local golf course. But it was a cracking day out, um, brilliant golf club, lovely setting, uh, lovely people. And we had a great time roasting, roasting hot, but um, yeah, we had a great time doing it. So that's how all our weekends went. Now, on to the football. Um, I want to start with Jeannie Wijnaldum. Um, I'm go- we're going to talk about Wijnaldum, let people know. We're going to talk about Wijnaldum. We're going to talk about Harry Wilson leaving the club. We're going to talk about Gomez and Van Dijk and their availability. And, um, you know, coming up to the start of the season. We're going to talk about Ox and a lot of talk around him and false nine and playing forward in the forward positions. And then the last 20 minutes, we're just going to open her up for viewers' questions. And um, whatever that might be, usually it's random. Sometimes it's football, but we'll see how it goes. But let's start with Gina Wijnaldum because Gina Wijnaldum officially um, was unveiled, I suppose, at Paris Saint-Germain this week. And, you know, there's been a lot of talk since he left the club, how he was going to tell his side of the story and um, all this thing about regards to leaving Liverpool. But, Johnny, I'll come to you first. The big thing to come out of it, um, an article written um, a couple yesterday, I think, was Gina Manaldum basically coming out and saying that, you know, he didn't feel appreciated by Liverpool fans. He felt the fans inside the ground, as opposed to those outside the ground, are two different things. And, um, you know, he didn't feel loved and appreciated. What did you make of it? Because I, there's a lot of ways to go with this, in my opinion. Thought it was a lot of rubbish, Gav, to be honest with you. Um, I was actually surprised because when, look, like us all, I remember going back to the last game of the season and when he left and the applause that he got. And look, Gene Wijnaldum, I'm going to start by saying this, he owed Liverpool Football Club absolutely nothing. His whole time there as professional, he was unbelievable. And I agree to an extent, maybe in the... In his formal years, he was maybe underappreciated. But I think towards the back end of his Liverpool career, everybody understood how important he was to the team. That's why everyone was desperate for him to sign a contract. Gav, I'd have would have had infinite more respect for Genie if he had just turned around and said, you know what, look, I'm 30. It was a chance. I wanted more money. I felt that Liverpool's offer didn't match how I felt my word to the team I thought that it was worth more and their contract offer didn't reflect that and I would have had way more respect for him and I would have agreed with him because he did deserve a big pay rise and if he had got it nobody would have had a problem but to come out and say that he left Liverpool because of a section of the fan base online talked a bit of shy towards him on the internet 
it's just fluff and blow stuff. Like I, to be honest with you, I think he made that initial comment in a place of emotion where he was probably frustrated that he was leaving the club, and then he said that, and maybe someone came back to him and said it because Henry Winter, the, Henry Winter put the the article out like he got he got the line directly from Genie, which he probably did, mm. and I think it was a bit of a cop out. Like, look, I'd say. If Mohamed Salah has a bad game, there's fucking idiots in his in his Instagram yeah. mentions and on his Twitter giving him shit. You just have to ignore these people. Like he said himself in the same breath that he never felt it from the people inside the stadium. He always felt that they were the ones who actually gave him the the adulation, adulation he deserved. Like it was just, it was a bit cowardly, Gab, and it was very uncharacteristic of Genie because it's not something that I expect from him at all. Not not something that I expect from him at all. I think he just said that to make it seem like it wasn't for the money. When even if he would have been better off making it seem like it was for the money, because I think he would have stand the good set. Now, I'll end it all by saying that it, it doesn't tarnish his legacy at Liverpool for me. Like, it's just just a bit just a bit silly. Just just so much like the Henderson thing the last couple of weeks. I feel like it's just unnecessary shy, unnecessary drama, really. Yeah. Matt Sweeney says a lot of misconception that he said the reason he ultimately left was because of abuse of fans. That's not the impression I got from his comments. We don't know how the interview has been skewed, and that's fair enough. But That's that's important. Yeah, no, that, that is important, and I don't think it's ultimately why he left the club. I think it's in there. as a, I don't think it's the reason he left, but it wouldn't be a reason to stay. Do you know the sort of way? So he's this has come out. Like, don't get me wrong. If... For me, if Gina Wijnaldum turned around and said, yeah, like you said, Sean, he was looking for more money, you know, um, but I didn't get the offer I was looking for at Liverpool. And, you know, I went and I got this deal at PSG. And by the way, there was some fans of Liverpool that I weren't too impressed with. You go fine, but Keith, yeah. nothing's come out about that. You know, nothing's no. come out about that. Like, there's nothing in, in from what I've seen about the offer Liverpool have made, you know, and... Look, I'm a Shawnee. He's 30 years of age. He probably has one, he has got one big contract left in three to four years. And, you know, he's trying to get exactly what he can for that. And that's absolutely fine. But, you know, we heard a lot, Keith, about how he was going to tell his story and stuff like that. And the first thing I see come out is, oh, some of the fans didn't like me. Now, they all get abused, Keith. Should they just ignore it? Because they are humans at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean... You don't want to sort of downplay abuse because it gives people a bleeding free ride to go on and say what they want. Um, Gene, the abuse Gene was getting, I, I didn't follow. I seen a lot of the usual get out of my club sort of crap that was going on. Um, oh, come on, you know, like you, that can't be the reason why you want to leave Liverpool. No, Do you know what I mean? I, I'm that's not the chance we'll have now. We'll have no team before kickoff. We'll have yeah. no team before kick off. But like from what I could gather, and I may be wrong, like he wasn't getting racially abused by Liverpool fans. I didn't see anything like that. Whereas you see other fellas are getting absolute pelters all the time. Um so surely that can be the reason because it's not a Liverpool thing. Do you know what I mean? The abuse online isn't specific to Liverpool. I mean PSG fans are pretty blading if they let him know if they think he's not pulling his weight around there. So it was strange because I thought you come out and you say, oh, look like when Torres came out and said, oh, you don't know what happened. You know, if you knew what happened, you'd know why I wanted out and all this. And you were sort of knew there was something behind it. Genie sort of does the same thing and then comes out with this. It doesn't make any sense. You know, 
he wanted out. He wanted to go to Barcelona. People think are under this misconception that Genie was going to Barcelona for less money that he was on at Liverpool. That's a lot of bollocks because Genie's only on seventy grand a week at Liverpool. I say only. Bear with me on that. You know, when you see the money that is going, um, it, it was you know seventy grand a week was what he was on. He was low paid for the role he had. There's no way Barcelona are paying him less than that. If you see Barcelona's wage bills over the years, there's not a f- hope in hell that he was going there for 50 grand a week. It went belly up there because they're in turmoil. Um, absolute mess and it didn't go. And PSG came in and offered him more money. What, what did he get? About 180 or something? 180 man. a week. You know, it's serious though, but it's, just don't say anything about it. Do you know what I mean? There's, there was no need for Genie to say anything. And the, Matt made a good point there a minute ago. It could be a thing that it's getting misconstrued and comments yeah, are definitely. getting started to spawn because we know how that works. We say it all the time. But if if it's a genuine reason, I mean, Jesus. It's just like, I don't, like, don't get me wrong. If it's a genuine reason, I'm okay with that. Like, they're human beings. And um, I think it was John O'Leary was going on about Saka, Sancho, um, Rashford after the Euros missing the penalties, and should they ignore it? Absolutely not, because they're humans, you know. But they're in they're in this sort of on this sort of landscape where people they're open for this because they are world famous footballers and sports people. It's not only to, to footballers; it's to sports people and and celebrities, I suppose, around the world. But if it's that the reason, I'm okay with that. But I would have said. Look, if like I said before, I've already seen him come out and say, "Listen, I'm on seventy grand a week at Liverpool. They offered me 120 over three years, which I think Liverpool would have went close to. I think they would have went close to around that, right? That was um, the real part, wasn't it? Uh, but but that's no insider knowledge. That's just me going. I think they'll offer him probably 100 to 120. And we've had arguments over this over the last couple of months. And we, you know, I've said if if offer him 120, hopefully he, he takes it and he's worth it. But you know, if that article comes out yesterday, like I said, and, and it's like. Look, Liverpool offered me this deal. I wasn't happy with the deal. I'm gone. And by the way, this is another piece. But this is the only thing to really come out in the article. If you get yeah. me, this is the main yeah. thing to come out in the article. If it was sappy side, the financial side of things, where Gina Manaldum says, look, I have a family to look after. I have, yeah. you know, I have a career to look after. I've only probably four years left at the top level. Yeah. I, I wanted, wanted a four-year deal. They were only offering me a three-year deal. Three deal. Wasn't and even mentioned money then, you know. I wanted 150, but they offered me 120. He could turn around and, and literally walk away and people go, well, fair enough. Regardless of what he asked for, fair enough, but that's not the way it kind of sits. The thing that's weird for me is, like, there's literally four or five other routes he could have went down. He could have went down, say, he wanted to play a different role and a different side, and he wasn't giving it. Like, all of these things we would have agreed with. And I just want to get something straight. Just because Jeannie Moynaldum is a famous footballer and he earns a lot of money, it doesn't mean that he's not human. I know he does read these comments, and that, that is fair. But at the same time, you have to be honest and say, for every 10 bad comments he gets, he probably gets a thousand good ones. You know what I mean? And I just, I don't, the fact that he leveled it at the fans a little bit was the one that was surprising to me because he could have went any other way and the fans would have been on his side. He could have went, it was the money and people would (laughs) have blamed FSG. He could have went, I wanted to play in a different role and people would have said, well, maybe or I wanted to try try a new challenge because John wanted to try a new. Jeannie pointed out that whenever LFC lost the game, he would cop the brunt for because of his contract situation. Now, that's fair. Sorry, there, probably. Uh, yeah, th- that's probably fair. But I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. If you're a Liverpool fan sitting down to watch Liverpool and he lose a game, which he's done a lot of between the 27th or the 28th of December, right through till March when they woke yeah. up again, 
if you're sitting there as a Liverpool fan watching that and going, oh, well, fuck Gini Wijnaldum because he's, he, he hasn't signed a new deal. Come off it. If, if Jürgen Klopp isn't sitting picking a team going, oh, Gini's due a new contract and I'm going to drop him because of it. And Gini's not playing because of this contract. He would have dropped him out of the side. Simple as that. Like, so if you're a Liverpool fan kind of watching that and, and giving Gini the brunt of, of the abuse because Liverpool as a side and a squad and a management team lost games and plenty of them because you think it's over a contract situation. I think you're mad. I genuinely do think you're mad. But look, we, we'll move on from it. But lads, yeah. could, like you say, Sean, he could have he could have just turned around and said, I was looking for a new challenge. That's all he could have. If he just said yeah. that, he, he was good. And any any idiot on social media now saying his legacy and all is tainted, that's just rubbish. Like, Jeannie, whenever he represented us as a footballer, he pulled on the short, he gave 100%. Yeah. He was always fit. He won a lot of trophies. People will consider him a legend. I probably would for the impact he's had on the team mm. at the moment. Look, he owed us nothing in the end. He's moved on to, to other pastures and all the best to him. I, mm. I, I wish him all the best. I'll actually, I'll follow him with interest because I, I like him as a player. I like him as a human. And I like the idea of him going to PSG. I think he be, could be very good. He can become wherever he wants there. If it, It's the whole Emre Chan thing again, uh, holding on to players that when they're gone. Let's just move on. Let's worry about what yeah. we have there. That's all we can do. Exactly. Yeah. And before Absolutely. we do finish up on yeah. that, Gav, you know, we also had Jamie Carragher's comments that came out saying, you know, oh, that's bad boy genie, bad form. You know, people have their own opinions on these sort of things as, you know, celebrities, famous people. Look, even this show, do you know what I mean? We get negative comments. We see negative comments. I get about my head. Do you know what I mean? We, you get them. Genie gets, as Shawnee said, a thousand positive comments for every one negative. But it goes to show that they do see these things and they are human and it does affect them and it does impact them. Maybe people, it's not going to change people. Do you know what I mean? Like, but you know, this wasn't, like I said earlier, someone said it was racist. I don't think it generally was a race, racial abuse thing. It was like Nico Williams when he blacked out his, his thing from he was getting abuse as well. These, these players are human and they see this abuse. You know what I mean? And you wouldn't say it to them in the street. So, you know, maybe think twice about it online. But then again, if you're just saying, oh, get out of my club, you're, you're not pulling your weight, like, I don't know, I don't know. That's, this the is the whole conversation of yeah. social media again, Gav. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. What can we do to, to combat we, it? We can't legislate, we can't legislate for idiots, unfortunately. Mm. Like, I could make a profile tomorrow with Anthony Marshall, for example, as the avatar and abuse United players on next season. Yeah. And for what? Yeah. And that could end up in clips going around the rounds. So not that I would do something like that, because I think that's no. quite frankly ridiculous. But, but the that fact that pe- pe- people have the the means and the access to do stuff like that, this will always be prevalent. Like th- That's why I'm away from all of the social media. I like Reddit. I go on Reddit because it always seems to be balanced. You, you get Liverpool fans in the Liverpool section. That's it, really. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. that's that's what you kind of you, you get there. So. Mikey D says, Jeannie never said the online comments caused them to live. And Joshua Pritchard says, when Alden never said he left the club because of the fans' abuse, I don't know why people keep saying this. Now, what we're trying to say here is that, and somebody else said it's part of a bigger interview, which you'll probably see more of in the next couple of days, and that's fine. I'm just saying, the way I think the three of us feel, and and others that we've spoken to about belonging to this podcast and outside it, is that if Gina and Alden's given this interview, like surely, even, even the the fact that this is the first thing to come out, you know, because that's yeah. the lead thing. 
you know, sort of way. And I'm not saying I'm not saying it's an actual reason for him to leave. I don't think it is. I think it's it's money and it's 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 covering his career, but I just don't see where that has to come out. And I don't know why do you know what? Overall, I don't know why Gene Adams giving them any oxygen. That's just the yeah. way that's the way I think of it. I just go, why are you giving these people oxygen? Because like these are probably the same people who when you lose a game going, it's Genie's fault because he hasn't signed a new deal. Like you know. It's the same idiots under every tweet Liverpool put up saying announce Kiesa, announce Saul, yeah. announce Renato. Yeah. There's a lot of announcements going on. <laughs> Just yeah. like, uh, you know, like, there's nothing we can do about these people. So, just fuck yeah. on any, but no in point some ways, it's them. good that they were called out, you know what I mean? That he, he, yeah, he's yeah. Yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. in some I, ways, you think, yeah, that's fair enough because. They weren't expecting that. A lot of these fans were expecting them to throw FSG under a bus and it turned out not to be the case. So, yeah, it's interesting. Well, um, just the last thing on this, Kieran B says people were expecting Genie to lash FSG out of it, of course. But that but that might come later in this interview because I'd be mm. very interested to see if anything... That's my main interest in this interview is are you going to tell us what way Liverpool went about this and what he offered you and, you know, what it was and stuff like that. So, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. But, lads, let's move on. Um... I want to look at the centre half situation. Um, you know, Kanate started off well. Um, he sees, he's, he's, I think he's already a cult hero. <laughs> Honestly, few games in into into preseason, um, simply because he said he was sad that Liverpool didn't win a thirty minute game in Austria during the week, and he seemed happy after the one the other night. And you know, Matip is fit, fingers crossed. And those two, I think, have started together um, twice in preseason. And we look at Virgil Van Dijk, and we look at Joe Gomez, and Klopp doesn't see, didn't see them having any um uh, involvement in in the, on the last friendly and I don't know what's going to happen with regards to the game next Thursday but I just wanted to see what you thought lads because is it quite obvious that Keith will come to you first is it quite obvious that he's looking at Matab and Kanata here and he's he's just going to have Van Dijk and he's going to have Gomez whenever they come along but it, it doesn't look like the 14th of August yeah I, I'd imagine that's the case Gav I'd say it's always sort of been um, before people think there's any, any sort of major setbacks I don't think that's the case I think Liverpool always knew it was going to be a fairly uh, slow recovery for Van Dijk and Gomez to get back into the match fitness match sharpness mm. uh, so I think we will see Kanate Matip if he can stay fit um, and I think people think that Nat Phillips may be out the door soon I don't know I wouldn't be surprised to see him stick around just because of the uh, injury situation that we have at the moment but I think Kanate looks like he's settled in nicely there uh, the type of player he is he's a big lad he's quick he's everything that um, we really want in a centre back you know I'm, I'm not looking to dig out um Kabak, for example, Kabak came in and he looked decent. I thought he thought he was good, but his qualities maybe weren't the profile of the others. Where you can see that Kanate is a better match, I think, to what the way we want to play. He's he's Van Dijk light, really. You know, he's he's as tall as Van Dijk. He's a big unit, but he's quick over the ground. He's comfortable with the ball, and I just think it's um it's it's sensible. To get him playing alongside Matip, we've said this on this show a hundred times. Joe Matip is the type of player that you can just drop in. Do you know what I mean? You can just put him into He's any amazing. situation. He's unbelievable. I've very rarely seen a player like him that he could be out for six weeks, eight weeks, and he could come on. His comeback could be six minutes into a game because someone it's, pulls up and he just hits the ground King. running. Yeah, hits the ground King. running. It's unbelievable, he is and. I think if they can keep him sort of well wrapped up in pre-season, 
that'll be the starting centre-back pairing with the other lads coming in when they're ready. I'm not saying that'll be the end thing, but it gives us the options now if, if they're all to stay fit and they all come back healthy, i.e. Gomez and, and Van Dijk, it's a good foursome to have. Do you know what I mean? The, the attributes, you could nearly put any of them together and you're thinking... Yeah, yeah, lovely. Point, you know, there's no yeah. sort of weakness there. You could go, it doesn't have to be Virgil plus one. You know, if if Kanate any, develops, it's, you know, any any combination of the two would be nice. Exactly. That's exactly what Keith said there. And any combination of the two. And I never really thought of that until Keith said it because they all kind of complement each other in one way or another, you know. Um, but look, We've gone from a situation that having no centre backs to having eight of them, so I don't care if the, if yeah. we go into the game against Norwich and there's four centre halves on the bench. I don't care. I really don't because I don't want to be bitten again. It's just it's great to have them, and obviously people will have reservations about their injury records. But look, I, last year cut a lot of people deep with how bad that it got. Like I just mm. saying a thing there where it popped up on Reddit where like how bad it actually was. It's saying one week we lost Mane and Salah due to COVID. You know, like stuff like that. Last season was an absolute dumpster yeah. fire in terms of and I don't think it's possible for it to be that bad again. Like, you know, I really don't and I touch wood saying that. So <laughs> if we have any combination of the two of those fit, we'll be grand going into games. And I'm not so much worried about Van Dyke and Gomez not being ready, so to speak. I preferred he went rushed. To be honest with you, when I read it, I, I, the first thing I thought was, I think Klopp will hold them so that they don't go on the first international break. Yeah. And then when the yeah. player teams come back from the first international break, bang, they will literally have had six or seven games played before the October international break. Because Klopp doesn't want to bring the lads in for three games at the start of August, September, and then send them off to their countries where the setups are different and look, we see what happens when we send players away with England. I just so think I'd, I just think I'd imagine Klopp has it in his head that look, I'm gonna hold you so that that international break is will have the two weeks then of full training and then bang, you'll be ready to go then because at that stage then it'll be midweek, uh weekend, midweek, weekend, midweek. So that's my and I'm com- I'm comfortable with Kabak and Phillips starting the first couple of games and even Kabak or Phillips, Kabak, Matip, any of them. Oh, Kabak's not there. Oh, sorry. Kanate, sorry, Kanate. Kanate or Phillips or Kanate and yeah. Matip. I would be happy with any of them. Yeah. Either, because either, to me, I think we'll be grand. Well, 1975, Jamrock says, just going back to Genie, he says, Klopp cost Genie money and leverage in his negotiation because of the way he plays his midfielders. And the Barca excerpt proved that. The Barca game, Genie gets the dollars. Um, I'm presuming you're going back to Anfield and, and 4 0. But look, it was a long run. It was a, it was a long run transfer kind of or contract negotiation that just didn't work in the end. Uh, Midnight Toker, just on the, the how bad it was. 26 injuries to different players we had last season. And Barry Devon, he says, there was 20 different centre-back partnerships for Liverpool yeah. last season. Never to be seen again. Um, yeah, it was it was unbelievable. And uh, Keith, I'll come to you. Is it, like, nobody doesn't rate Joel Matip when he plays. Yeah. Nobody. You know, I think he's a fantastic centre-back when he plays. My big issue with Joel Matip is he doesn't play enough. Like, even even coming back to pre-season, was like, Joel's nearly back. And I'm like, fucking hell, Joel's missing months. Yeah. Like, what's going on here? Do you know what I mean? And 
all right, he would have missed it. They said, right, he'd be out for the season, but I didn't think he'd be another two months of, you know, the summer. And then he's coming back to preseason going, he's nearly back, Joel. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? But that's just Joel Matip. And he's a brilliant, brilliant defender. I think Kanate coming in from what I've seen of him, he's very dominant. He's very intimidating. He's quick. He's good on the ball. He's good in the air. He's everything you want, like you said, Keith. But is it like Sean, he says, it's, a, it's, it's options, but it's also a, bal- a balancing act as well because... Look, when Virgil van Dijk's ready, Virgil van Dijk plays. And I, Sean is a great point with, with regards to the, the international break because I just always think of Daniel Sturridge in the summer of 2014. Yeah. When he, go, when he I think, what would be sports trainer at um, White Hart Lane? Boy Hart and, he goes, and he goes off for, I think it's a World Cup qualifier or a European qualifier. And Liverpool are adamant. You know, he doesn't play this. He does this. He does that. Here's his rhythm. And... Roy Hodgson just absolutely collapses him. And you don't see Daniel Sturridge again for me. That's him. The, don't the, award, the term he used was tested and was resolved, wasn't it? Yeah. That's and and he so. wasn't, his resolve wasn't there to be tested because Liverpool had told him, listen, this is what Daniel Sturridge does every fucking day for Liverpool Football Club. I don't care what England wants and England still went and, and injured him. And that was the end of Daniel Sturridge, a Liverpool player for me. Um, and I don't buy into conspiracy theories, Gav, but like Gomez went away with England and we still don't know what happened. No. Yeah. So no. like, we don't know what happened. And no. when you look at the pictures and all of his knee, you think that's that wasn't an all. And then Henderson's comment. So something definitely happened and Klopp will be aware of that. So this current England administration is not too dissimilar because yeah. Gomez went away shortly after Van Dijk gets injured. Mm. We thought he wouldn't play much of a part because he had a couple of injuries at the start. Because remember, he didn't play Chelsea away mm. at the start of the season for being your start centre-back that game. So, look... I think Klopp is boxing clever and he will definitely have in the back of his mind what happened last summer or last October with, with the likes of Gomez. So, look, if it means the boys missed the first three league games, that's all right with me. Yeah, and, and Keith, like, he's he's in a good position, I think, with regards to Joe Gomez. He's just telling him it's not happening, yeah. you know. And, and with Holland, I think, within, I think he's in a good position there where he says, look, he literally hasn't played for us. We're, yeah. we're back into a new season. Like, how does he balance this? Because definitely he's going to be, for me, Keith, he's going to be, um, he's, he's going to be waiting on something to happen to Matip. And, and he has to be a little bit wary of Canadic starting in a new league as well. How does he balance this? Or is it just a case of you have to wait till they're fully ready? Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'm with Johnny. I wouldn't rush them back in the slightest. I would go, I've said it before, I wouldn't sell Nat Phillips. I'd keep Nat Phillips there. Um, if he, an offer comes in and Nat wants to move, so be it. But if I wouldn't be rushing him out the door because one of the mistakes we made last season, and I think we said it on the show, was we didn't go to Phillips sooner. We sort of persevered playing midfield players instead of playing him. And when we put him in, we sort of shored things up. Uh, and... Uh, Last season was an absolute shit show, as we said. It was a dumpster fire. It should not happen again. But Nat Phillips' greatest strength was his availability. And, you know, give me somebody. I didn't mention him as part of the four when I said they can all slot in. But as Sean said, if you put Nat Phillips in the starting lineup on the fourth day of the season, I'm not going to be upset about that. I'm like, yeah, Nat Phillips, you know what you get with him. Do you know what I mean? You know what you're going to get. And if it's a thing that they keep until Christmas, maybe, and move them on, that's what I would ideally like to do until the lads are back fit and firing. We don't know what the situation is with Ben Davies. Um, 
whether he's an option. Reese Williams still, I don't know, looks a bit a bit light, a bit away, but they might have high hopes for him. So I'm just I don't think there's a need to rush Joe Gomez and Virgil van Dijk back. I think Virgil comes back in and he's we all know he's the alpha. He goes yeah, in provi- there, he's providing the that providing the Canadians there and, and Matip stays fit. Yeah. Because if any of them go down, you're back to Nat Phillips. Yeah, and but it wouldn't bother me if I'm back to Nat Phillips. <laughs> I yeah, I know that, but over the period I'd, of time I will be. Nah, I think I'd have more of an injury can worry about the the midfield this season than than centre back. Because mm-hmm. like I just people there's a stigma around the the knee injuries, the long term knee injuries now that like yeah, I don't know after them. It's not the case anymore. They're not the dead sentences that they used to be. There might be yeah. little niggles and groin tear or pops and the hamstrings there and there. Like things go give way because you're back playing football after such a long time. And this just heeds more proof onto the fact that Klopp's not going to rush them because he knows that bringing these in gradually will stand them in good stead. I'd be more worried about the injuries, the the availability situation in the midfield next year than centre back because I think. We have that sorted now. Like everyone read it up at transfer mark about all these injuries that Kanate had. While well, he's doing double sessions every day since yeah. he come on, he's he's been grand. Gomez and Virgil look grand in in the inside training videos. Matup, yeah, he would look the 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 likelihood that three uh, top centre halves are going to be all out at the same time again is like the percentages are really really small. I'd imagine last year was a freak shot. Yeah, it was. It was 100%. Agile says, I wouldn't mind playing Phillips. I don't want midfielders as centre-back. That's a good point as well, and I agree with it. Um, I just, I suppose, when, you, when you've when you seen what happened last season and, and how badly it went, and, and that's no reflection on that Phillips or anything like that, I think I'm just looking down. I just want Virgil van Dijk back, and I want Canate. I, I just want Gomez, Canate, Virgil, and Matip fit. And if Phillips get, plays his way into the team, I'm absolutely fine with that. It'll be interesting to see what happens with Phillips, though. And, of course, uh, Ben Davis as well. He le- he left the, the camp for a personal matter. So we'll have to see what's going on with him. But moving on, lads, um, I want to talk about Harry Wilson. And Harry Wilson has left the club for a rumoured um, 12 million quid, I think, to full. Um, that's the, that's the rumoured amount. And I've seen loads of stuff going around, Keith. I'll come to you first. I've seen loads of things going around saying Liverpool have made 33.4 million in, in, in transfer fees this summer. Canate, we paid 34 million for. I thought it was 36, but anyway, who's going to argue over 2 million quid? And, you know, the amount of wages we've taken off the wage bill with those players leaving totals X amount and it's, it's more than what you will be paying Canate. And it all adds up to we've sold all these to buy Canate. Um, first of all, what do you make of Wilson leaving? And do you feel it'll be the last? And is this an exercise, Keith, in let's get rid of all these players before we even look at bringing anyone in? Because if that's the case, you would have you would have to be of the belief that Liverpool are just sitting there with no plans, just waiting to see, we can't do anything because, you know, we haven't sold these players. What do you make of it? First off with Wilson, I never felt he was good enough for us. And that's not to have a dig at the young flit. I just didn't see where he ever fit in, in the club Liverpool. You know, as a winger, I don't think he was quick or strong enough. And as a midfielder, I don't think he was um, clever or robust enough to play there either. He'd done well on all his loans. He's put up numbers on all his loans, usually with set pieces. He wouldn't have really been doing that if he'd have been given a chance for us. So it was never one. People used to say, oh, give him a chance, give him a chance. I don't think, personally, he would have been 
ever anyone that would have made an impression at us. So to get 12 million for him and a 15% sell on, you know, that that's good business by Liverpool again. And it's it's good. It's a good move for Harry Wilson because so I know these players can get a say where they go. Yeah, a permanent deal. Yeah, mm. Boy, that's lose, the big so. thing. That, no, that's yeah. the big thing for me. Yeah, it's it's at this stage of his career, you see mm. players when they're going loan, 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 and there's no stability. And it's the same for Grujic. Um, you get loaned out all the time. You, you don't settle somewhere. You do well, then you're back to Liverpool. You're out somewhere else. You're back. You know, it's a, it's a never-ending cycle. So Harry Wilson now knows he's at Fulham. He's at a club that traditionally like to play football. They're in the championship, but they'll be one of the favourites, I'm sure, to come back up. And it's a nice little meal for him. He'll be the type of player that they will maybe build around and play to his strengths rather than him having to fit into to air strengths. It certainly was never going to happen. So, yeah, it's a good meal for both parties there. 12 million is a good fee. I like that. Uh, we're getting money. We're getting good money in on these these deals. I mean... The Grujic, Awaini, um, Liam Miller, Camille Grabara, and now Harry Wilson. You know, these guys are going out and we're bringing in serious money for them. We're not bringing in 100 million for them, but we're bringing in money for guys that, you know, last season, we probably should have got rid of a couple of days, but the money wasn't there. I don't think the hit has been too bad this season. You know, I, I think, I've seen people saying, you know, oh, we'd be lucky to get double figures for Harry Wilson. We'd be lucky to get double figures for Marco Grujic. So, you know, I think I think we've done well so far in moving these. Now, my opinion on it, it comes back to this whole bite, bite the sell thing, you know, and I think that gets twisted too much. I think it gets overplayed a bit. I just think we're trimming the squad and we're seeing what is in the squad and what we have to do to make up our, not make up our numbers, but we know those issues with homegrown. People hate hearing this and think we go over the top about it, but, you know, we're one of the only sort of big clubs that have this issue. Because we don't have, uh, we've we've more non-homegrown players in the squad that we have to move out. We don't have the maneuverability, maneuverability to to get players in. Man City have brought in a lot of English players. They'll pay top whack and bring them in. They bring in uh, Nathan Ake, who's a homegrown player. You know they'll they'll do that and they'll get these guys in. Manchester United have a lot of homegrown players. They're not. They've no issue there. We're in a different position. We know that. We knew that last season. So it'll be interesting to see how we go about it. We get these guys out. Down the road, there's going to be another couple going. We know that there's going to be more players will leave. It'll be interesting to see who they are. Like, will it be Shakiri? Will it be Origi? I don't know. You know, you'd think it's going to be one of them. And that's more money in. But that doesn't mean we, we have to wait to sell these before we can buy. I just think that's it's... It. Let's see the makeup of this. Let's trim the squad and then we buy. And I'm sure you would agree, Shani. We have deals lined up. It's not like we're waiting yeah. to sell these and we're going to go scat our gun to see who we can get. Well, Mark, so Gibble, look, Mark Gibble says, lads, I'm sick of fans adding up the money we're getting in from sales. We're a three billion pound club. So we, we are told yeah. Liverpool is now a cash machine to FSG. When are we buying two quality players and stop being tight arses? Right. Can I answer that? Yeah. yeah. We're right. well, Mark Gibble, please. No, no, no. Mark. Liverpool are a cash machine to FSG. Well, they've taken zero dollars out of the club. So if it's a cash machine, it's not a very fruitful one. Yeah. You know what I like, mean? Like, people are reading all these articles online and doing the maths in their head. That's on yous. This FSG, this FSG, FSG are saying nothing. This is These are all opinion pieces by these journalists. That's what people yeah. need to realise. It's someone's opinion. It's like me coming on here and saying FSG, this... 
FSG are not saying a, a single word. These are all opinion pieces that are being put out by these journalists. That's all there is. And in terms of doing the maths, like, for example, we won't, we don't get a penny for Harry Wilson this summer. So if his sale means that we're going to bring someone in, then we're not going to be able to do anything. But it doesn't work like that. These deals and stuff like that, they're far way more complex than the, the run-of-the-mill Joe Soaps like myself can understand. that this is These lads are businesses. These all go into books. All of these accounts are done with foresight. For example, last year, we only paid $6 million up front for Jota. Yeah. But we actually paid, agreed to pay more for the player in, in order to stagger the payments. So it's not done like that. In my personal, I couldn't tell you exactly how it's being run, but in my opinion, what way it is looking for us this summer is it's not a uh, buy-to-sell thing. We are literally just looking at these, the logistics of the squad, as Keith said, and the home ground thing is an issue. I'd imagine Minamino will probably go out on another loan towards the end of the window. And we might even loan a really out because with their contract situations, we can actually afford to do that. The, the problem is, is trying to get a really out is maybe he's not that bothered. But I'd imagine Minamino probably wants to play his football. So getting them out, they, people are restless at the moment because of the way it's playing out. But you need to look around. Not many clubs have done business. Like it hasn't even got going. Arsenal are starting to get going now. And I think Spurs are spending the game money, to be honest with you. That's the way it looks to me. But you need to realise that FSG, yeah, they are a £3 billion club. But if you actually look, and this isn't an opinion, you can look at the accounts. You can actually go in and look at them. And it, it, you don't even need to be an accountant or a brain surgeon to have any sort. If you look, you can see that every penny that comes into the club gets ploughed back in, whether it's in the renovation of the stadium, the training ground, player contracts, and transfers. Yeah, the, the net spend is low, so to speak, but that's because we're run well. Yeah. You know what I mean? We we will do the big ones when we have to do it. I was frustra- as frustrated as anyone in January. You can go back and look at podcasts. I was very frustrated with the fact that he didn't buy a centre-half. But it was clear and obvious that, in the end, with foresight, that they wanted, with hindsight, that they wanted Kanate. They couldn't get him, so they'd rather wait. If you look to the, the summer we missed out on Virgil, we didn't buy a centre-half. We started the season light at the back. We got Virgil in January. So they are they're prepared to wait and do these things to get the right player that they want. You look at last year, we very rarely get a number one target. Julian Brandt was the number one target of our Mo Salah. Yeah, like we, we've always had this sort of thing going. I wouldn't pay any, just relax. That's that's all I'll say. I'm not going to tell you how to support Liverpool because everybody, just relax. There's another month left to go in the window. The cogs are starting to turn. And we will yeah. get the two players that we need. I'm I'm almost certain of it. I'm almost certain of it. Because they've always done that. You look back at the last two windows. Who's done better business than Liverpool? Simicast, although he didn't play last year, he look, he's been looked really good in pre-season. Yeah. Simicast, Thiago, Jota and Kanate in were another two. We'll be ready to go. People just need to chill out and relax and stay away from all them bleeding. Shite, the shy coming out on being put out by personnel at the moment because it's clear that you need that not be changed because they're not getting any information off the club anymore. That's that's what it, that's how it seems to me. So we will get the business done. It might be players that we aren't even linked to. Like people are going mad over Jared Bowen. 
to be honest with you, if Klopp turned around tomorrow and said he want to sign X player from the second division in France, I kind of trust him at this stage. Only Klopp. I've been critical of, I think, we're going on to Harry Wilson. He should have been sold last year. Uh, Michael Edwards gets this big build-up off everyone saying he's a genius and all that. I think they'll probably move him players out. Might be a weakness of his. I think he probably should have moved out Harry Wilson last year and he would have probably got, had a few more quit. But look, they're getting around to it. And one thing that has me positive is the club don't really seem to be holding out anymore for the highest bidders and stuff like that because I believe he had more favourable offers from other clubs than Porto for Grujic, but they went with Porto to maintain a relationship. So, look, we'll get there in the end. You look at last year, it was the Chelsea... Thiago signs a couple of days for Chelsea and he plays that Saturday. And on the same day, they're releasing articles about the potential signing of Jota. So, it will happen. We're all geared up. I imagine they're just waiting to pull the trigger. I don't think it's a, a, a process of counting the beans to see how much we are. Like, I don't think they're looking down the back of the couch for coppers in Melwood or Corby, whatever they are. It will all work out in the end. Gab, you're not um, you, mute. Yep, yep. Um, Ramos <laughs> Khalil, a couple of super chats. Uh, he says, the midfield looks thin with the injury histories of Hendo, Thiago, Naby and Fab, plus an ageing Milner. What do you think of the Vla- Vlahovic and Chiesa rumours? We'll hold that question for a couple of minutes because yeah. we are going to have our listeners' question in about five minutes or so. Uh, Delman Jones uh, follows up with something similar. He says, what are your thoughts on Dusan Vlahovic link, lads? Fiorentina had a pre-season game today. They win against a small team by 11-0. Vlahovic scored seven. I'm telling you right now, he is a monster striker. Um, we will get on to Vlahovic, I promise, um, in the next couple of minutes before we have a little chat around Ox and it'll lead nicely into the forward options. My take on this is is that um, I, I, I'm i not asked about Grabera or Gruwich or Wilson or whoever else has left the club because they have no impact on Liverpool. In, in, the, way, in the Liverpool we watch every week, they have no impact whatsoever. Right, um, Grewitch usually comes back for preseason and plays a league cup game, and then he's off. Right, um, Harry Wilson, very similar. Harry Wilson, for me, I think it was one of the lads where I was talking to the Red Sea lads, um, during the week on their their YouTube channel, and, and we and we kind of came to the agreement. And right, that Cardiff move was so weird yeah. to go from Bournemouth in the Premier League and then back to Cardiff in the Championship was so weird with Harry Wilson. I think that's nearly telling you his time is up at Liverpool. You yeah. know, what's the point of me pushing myself on here? I'm not, it's not happening. I'll go to Cardiff, I'll have a decent season and I'll pick up a, a, a top-end championship or, you know, a, a team looking to make their name in the, in the Premier League, i.e. a Brentford or whoever it might be. So they, they don't really affect me. Now, I know where people go with the money and we haven't done this and we haven't done that. But for me, when I look at these, I just think, lads, these aren't going to make any difference to you watching Liverpool, these signings leaving. They're not. You know, now I think we're all in agreement here between the three of us and most people in the chat I would say that Liverpool need to sign another two players all right? and 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 it's I think it's backed up by the point that was just up on the screen about the um, the thing in midfield because I would have slight doubts over Henderson we, we spoke about it when the contract stuff came up last week his injury record isn't great over the last two seasons okay you look Fabinho always has a six eight weeks in, you know where, where he's not there mm-hmm. Thiago uh, I'm not. I wouldn't go too hard on Thiago. He, he gets a very bad injury. It's it's you know he's given that injury. He doesn't you know at, at Everton. But you look at Naby. You look at Ox. Um, Milner is that year older. Jones is still a young young player, in my opinion, finding his way. So 
you know, I, I think we're in agreement that we need two. Now, having said that, people will look and say, well, why haven't we got them? Why haven't we got if we if we if we all think we need two and the vast majority of Liverpool fans think we need two, why haven't we got two? I think it's a lot more complex than that. I think I, I think the Euros makes an issue, holidays make an issue because holidays we're only talking about last week, Henderson stuff. He's on holidays. It'll probably get sorted when he's back. You know, um people will point at Jaden Sancho go, Well, they've done done that. They're doing that fifteen months. Yeah, they're talking to exactly. Borussia Dortmund 15 months and refusing to pay what Borussia Dortmund wanted eventually they paid what Borussia Dortmund wanted and the deal was done like that because let me be honest with you Jaden Sancho had his heart set on Manchester United last summer and it didn't happen so when you look at that the way I kind of get the feeling is if this was Chelsea moving those players aside you'd be going Jesus they're doing good business getting rid of a few there for decent money and you know that doesn't make a blind bit of difference to their squad. That's just the way I look at it. But I, but, but I'm going to be with you. Like, if it comes, and this isn't a fucking threat or whatever, but if it comes to the 31st of August and the window closes and we haven't done a midfielder and a forward, I would ask serious questions. Yeah, I think. And and, and, I and, think. and the reason I would ask is, and people would say, well, you don't know better than Klopp. Of course I don't. Like, I don't know better than fucking anybody. But what I'm saying is, there's too many risks for me and, and there's evidence of risks in this squad without another midfielder and a striker. So if you ha- if you are of the feeling that we need two, I'm fully, fully with you. But give them the opportunity to make them two and then see where we are. But I'm going to be honest, I get the impression that if we signed... Jared Bowman is a bit strange for me. He's on a list. That's all it was said. It wasn't Liverpool who made an offer. He's on a list. Yeah. We, don't know, we don't know if he's 18 on that list and there's well, 20 that, people on it. Yeah, yeah like... On. I, 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 don't want, I don't mean to sound preachy by telling people to relax, because, and you're not stupid. And you're not an imbecile for feeling the way that you do and getting restless because you need to re- you need to realize that this is actually that this is what they want. They're creating they're causing this store that generates clicks and people crave the news like junkies. So as soon as something goes out regarding Liverpool, boom, 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 it's click, 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 click. And they know exactly what to put up. They now look Jared Bowen, say he's part of a list, bang, everyone jumping on it. Yeah. Do you get do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That they're feeding off that. That's exactly what they're doing because they haven't got any real news. Yeah, they haven't so got the Athletic then put out a story saying that West Ham are not going to be selling Jared Bone. So the exactly. same sort of so, the same company are saying he's on a list, and then the so they're then people, saying people get restless and they go on typing up, and then they're commenting on these, they're commenting on these articles, and and it's all clicks and it's all engagement, and this is all what it's about. Like journalism is. Is gone. It's dead yeah. in football. This yeah, is the is. new form. This is me. This is media now in football, mm. fan yeah. media, where people yeah. can come on and talk and look. You can say whatever the hell you want, and you're not backed up but by it's like, anyone. It's like, so it's like the Chiesa they, stuff. It's like the Chiesa stuff, Sean. Where's it? Like, co- yeah, exactly. It comes out of Italy. The Liverpool have made an 86 million pound bid for uh, Federico Chiesa. Isn't that his name? Yeah. Um, yeah. And and all of a sudden, like I've seen Liverpool, I've seen loads of Liverpool fans going, "Fuck me, have they made that bid because he's brilliant?" And he is brilliant. Don't get me yeah, wrong. You know, absolutely. he's probably worth that money. Well, but then when that doesn't people happen, that, people become okay. mental. Yeah. There you go. It doesn't happen. And why couldn't we get that done? Oh, you may probably ask for 90 and we wouldn't pay it. Like, I don't know how true that is coming out of Italy. I find it hard to believe that Liverpool are going around offering 86 million for Chiesa. That's my own opinion, judging on past Liverpool performance and the way their outlay is with regards to players, maybe when you put Alisson and, and Van Dijk aside. But it, it's, um, it's just one of those. And, and, I, I don't try to be flipping by saying this doesn't fucking matter, but it doesn't. Like you're you're not going to you're not going to rock up at Anfield next next um 
if they're our first home game, I'm walking and go, oh, do you know what? I miss Greenwich and Wilson. I wouldn't give them a second mm. fucking thought. You know, the sort of way. But you could rock up at Anfield and go, we're short of fucking midfielder and striker. Yeah. There's no doubt and about I, it. Because when you look at it, and let's be honest, Salah has been amazing. There's no other word for him. He's the best. I think he's the best player in Liverpool. Yeah, I think he's the best player in Liverpool um, in the Premier League here. I, I genuinely do. I think he's just phenomenal. And um, uh, the only one that touched him is Gerard, right? But Mane has had an off season and he's open about it. And Firmino has just had no rest. He's there another summer playing football. You know what I mean? So, it, you know, the, the moves have to be made. But I, I, and this isn't a copper where people go, oh, you love FSG and you're trying to yeah. kick the can down the road. I'm not, because I'm telling you now, in my opinion, we need to, if we get to the 24th of August and them two aren't in, I would say, hold on, there's something wrong here. Now, having said that, if two come in and they've spent a combined 50 million on them two, I'm not going to argue because I'm not going to turn and go, you should have spent 100 because there is why I'm not my Liverpool's manager and Jurgen Klopp is. I think that's probably the easiest way to put it. Sean, Sean. Like you said, Gav, look, I, I don't subscribe to this top red bleeding FSG in, FSG out or crap. Like, I'm a Liverpool fan. This is a Liverpool podcast. That's all that matters to me. I support Liverpool. Liverpool will be still there when I'm dead and gone. When John Henry is dead and gone, Liverpool will still be there. These are just custodians. They they just happen to own the football club that I support. I don't really care what they do once they have the best interest in the club somewhere along the line, not like the other shower of shites. Now, they have done stuff wrong. They've done an awful lot right. So you can't just... You can't just fuck away everything good that they've done because of the one bad thing that they've done. Yeah, look, they're a sports investment group. They're not sugar daddies from fucking oil states or like the the usual. You look at Abramovich. They haven't got like disposable income in terms of they're running the club the way that they've literally turned us into what United were doing in the 90s where a behemoth on the pitch and off the pitch. Yeah. It's as simple as that. We've been European champions and won league titles, which can't be said for anyone else who's owned us in the last 40 years. Do you know what I mean? So I'm just a Liverpool fan. I don't really give a bollocks about FSG. I don't, I'm not a bean counter. I don't care what they do. Just once it comes to 31st of July, and I think that they've given Jurgen Klopp the tools to go on and for us to challenge for all major honours, then I have no major group. But I'm telling you now, if it does come to the 24th of June uh, uh, to, of August and they haven't done the business, serious questions should be asked. And there's no doubt about that. But let's wait until then because mm. we don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. They've made me look They've made me look like a fool all too many times. I was going mad screaming for us to sign team of Werner. Never happened. I remember watching Deadline Day one, Jan- one Christmas and we didn't sign Conor Priyanka and I think I wrecked every wall in my bedroom. But <laughs> that was me before. But it's all for fucking nothing. You know what I mean? Look at us now. We're in good stead. They will always do what's right for the club, I believe. It's not about a monet. It's not a monetary thing. That's well, just the way I see it. And if you look at past base, how can you argue what I was? We are literally in a better position now in every asset. On the pitch, off the pitch, training ground, stadium. infrastructure, stadium. It's all there. And it's all ground. They haven't done that. And you look at across the road, it's just for example, spend the money guarantees you nothing. We all seen the big list. It's going around. It's been viral this week of the top 10 most expensive signings in Premier League history. And I'm looking at two of them going, looking at 10 of them going, only two of them are probably yeah. guaranteed successes. You're looking at Van Dijk and Kevin De Bruyne, and then you look at that absolute crap that Manchester United have bought. Spending the, the most, five. 
spending the most money guarantees you nothing. Guarantees you absolutely nothing. The only thing that it's guaranteed the Glazers is it makes the noise go away for a little while. So the green and gold till United is sold. Yeah, hold on. Park that until our mid-table that's, that's again. Gone. That's gone until the day yeah, whoever the Champions League are, are mathematically can't win a title. Park and, that until January, February and then uh, yeah. might come around again and, and rinse repeat. But mm. what's not talked about is the hole in the stadium. The holes in the roof of Old Trafford. The, the fact that the United, training ground. United, United's training ground is miles behind the likes of Leicester now, Arsenal now, us, Spurs. You, you know what I mean? Chelsea. Like, so spending money doesn't guarantee you anything. But having infrastructure and making the right decisions, that guarantees success one way or another. And it has with us. And you need to realise what we're up against. Like, the talk this week is that City are going to pay £160 million for Kane and Chelsea are going to pay £180 million for Ireland. These fellas are walking fucking miracles, whether you like her or not. And, oh, yeah, it's all got to do with Klopp. I know he do have reservations about what or what might not happen when Klopp leaves, but he's there now, and he was hired by FSG. And that didn't, he's doing exactly what he set out to do. Unless Klopp is up in arms about it, well, then we should all fucking relax. That's the way I see it. Klopp only signed a contract. If Klopp wasn't happy with the direction that the yeah, club exactly. was going and how the owners were, he would have never signed that contract. Yeah. Well, Red Steve said 600 of you haven't clicked like. Do it for Shawnee's guns, if not for the show. I do it more for Shawnee's guns than any show that we do. <laughs> yeah. And setting the big light. Setting an, an unhealthy precedent for the rest of us. And um, E.T. in the bush behind him there. You can see E.T. phoning home <laughs> with the light coming out of the bush behind him there as well. <laughs> um, so do it for E.T. and Shawnee's guns, please. Um, somebody says there that they'd love an oil state to be in charge. Um, no. It, I mean... It, it's a hard one because uh, uh, do you know what do you know what uh, I get where people come from where they go these people come in they've loads of money they'll spend loads of money they'll keep us at the top I'm reading the thing yesterday about Man City where the Premier League are now coming down on them the Premier League are ready to go after them after Cass went after them and a technicality right and I'm looking at that and I'm looking at Abramovich being banned out of England wasn't he for a while yeah. because um, yeah. what was going on with them and they had transfer things and all I 100% guarantee it if Liverpool are taken over by a sovereign state or a Russian oligarch, there will be people within media organisations and their only job will to be go and find something on Liverpool. Yeah. Because no Man City story about financial irregularities or Chelsea, they will be both being the halfpenny place compared to if they can find something on Liverpool. So I understand oh. where people are, what people are saying, where, you know, we'd have all this money and stuff. But at the end of the day, Liverpool compete. And I think, like Shani said earlier, Last season hit people's heart, you know. And but I think when when you see these players coming back, and and like I said, we'll sit here on the fourth of September and we'll discuss the transfer window, and then we'll say, Do you know what, they probably haven't done enough, so fill your boots, we're having a go. Mm-hmm. And I don't think the argument, oh well, maybe that's what Klopp wanted. I'm sorry, but like if anyone looking at that squad, now you need to. You, they know you need to. But anyway, we'll well, Melissa Reddy came out, didn't she, and sort of changed the tone and said Liverpool are actively now looking for a midfield player and an attacker. Do you know what I mean? So the the journal that wasn't coming out with the the sort of uh, throw Liverpool under the bus stories that had been coming out in the last couple of weeks, everyone was saying, well, Melissa Reddy hasn't said that, and Paul Joyce hasn't said that. Well, now Melissa Reddy's coming out saying Liverpool are actively going after a midfielder and a forward. So that's obviously trickling out that you can take it, that Liverpool 
are looking for it. And I know we can say, oh, would you, you'll rubbish it if James Pierce is saying it. Or, yeah, I would, because he's talked a lot of rubbish for the last exactly. years. Exactly. And so that's, that's why with Millis already has got a lot of stuff. She seems to have her finger on the pulse and Paul Joyce still has his finger on the pulse there. And if she's coming out saying that, you can take it then that there will be, you know, two two players coming in. In my opinion, there will be two players in the just say, start of the season. The, the <laughs> comments have been unreal tonight. Loads yeah, of the brilliant. comments coming. They, they really have from both mm. sides. Like, because mm. there is people on both sides of the fence yeah, in terms of FSG and whatever. But, opinions, yeah. Like, the the thing, it's starting to happen now in Spain and you're seeing the crunch with Barcelona. They, I think, were getting closer and closer and closer to these salary caps and having these big sugar daddies and all won't mean job because yeah. they are going to start tightening up. Because the problem is, like, Football is hemorrhage and money. It's bleeding out big time. With the the revenues are ho- rising, but not as fast as the the salaries and the transfer fees are rising. So the, the FFP has been relaxed this year, but I I genuinely do believe that once all of these salary caps and all come in, we will be in the best position to go forward. Because look, you need to realise that they're not thinking about one window, two window, like. It's two and three year plans, four five year plans with them. So, like, this, the, what's going on here in La Liga at the moment is mental. The the president is under big pressure, but he doesn't care. He's at the going after Barcelona. He's at the basically saying, "Look, you can't just bend the rules anymore and do what you want." They they tried to say to Messi, "We're going to pay you for three years after you're not even playing for us anymore." So they said, "We're going to give you our wages over five years," but you. Yeah. It, it, you'll only be here for two years if you get me. Mm. And they yeah. said, no, no, you can't fucking do that. They stopped Real Madrid years ago from just turning around saying, we're going to sell off our training grounds to the to the state and all. That's all gone now. They're starting to really pinch down on it. And I think it will carry over into the Premier League because everyone was going on about integrity and all with this European Super League. The Premier League have to be seen following that up now. Yeah, You know true. what I mean? You, you can't allow that to be going on in your own backyard when you turn around and say, Look, what's going on in Europe there? That's not really all well and good in terms of fairness. Yeah, well, look, Premier League will need to do something. So I do feel that we're very, very close to salary caps coming in. And if you turn around and ask me, with salary caps come in, who's best placed? I think we are. I think we're we're good to go. Well, it all depends on the captain. Because if you American you... owners, American owners now. Everything there is to know about salary caps because the whole and, every and sport that, in America is based around it. Not only that, if they if they say to you right in three years time, okay, we're salary capping, and you, you the max you can have five players on two hundred fifty grand, you can have ten players up to hundred grand, and you can have another ten players up to eighty grand. Right, there's so many players in squads now that are over, there, but some clubs can adjust to it, and some clubs just can't. Because there's no way a fella on three hundred and fifty grand is turn around and go, listen, I'll take a hundred and fifty yeah, grand from here on in. But you know where's he gonna go then? Like that this yeah. is what I'm saying. When it's brought yeah. in across the board, like it's taking the powers out of player power out of player hands. And I agree with it. I agree with it. Players and agents have had their ways with football clubs are fucking yeah. well too long. Way too long. And they won't be able to do that now. I'm gonna well, go and play. we they probably all end up playing in China. Yeah, well, that's, out of the jurisdiction, yeah. Out of the jurisdiction, yeah. and that's that's probably all that's going to happen. You see now in, in in Spain, they're trying to set up this thing now where uh, third parties can all players, the way it is in South America, keep would know more about that than me. 
they're trying to do that now with players there to, to try bend, get around this, but they're not. They're clamping down on it. And that mm. is what's going to happen. Well, L- and L- LFC Aaron says... Tony, Tony Moncanobi says they don't believe a word of Spanish teams played in poverty. They're, they're hemorrhaging money, man. Like, yeah, that, they are. They're in a serious like, amount. Florentino Perez headed all of this because he needed it more than anyone. Who was the last three clubs to go? Yeah. Are they still in it? No, Atletico pulled out because Atletico are in great shape. Yeah. Because Atletico are in, they're in good shape. You know, like another thing with the Saul thing is they want him out because Saul signed the 10-year contract or something and he's guaranteed a pay rise every year. Yeah. So they want him out as soon as possible because the longer he's there, the harder it'll be to get rid of. Do you get me? Yeah. So that, that Spain are in, they're in a bad way. Like the clubs are in a bad, bad way there in Spain. The top two as well. We're not talking about like Darlington's and fucking Fleetwood Towns. Like two of the biggest clubs in world football are in a bad state because of salaries. Yeah, salaries Barcelona, is Barcelona. It, Barcelona's Barcelona. wage bill is ridiculous. Um, mm. It's it's just it's just madness. Uh, LFC Aaron says Chelsea or Roman one point four billion. Yeah. Uh, Rodney yeah. says Gav salary cap doesn't mean one or two players won't be on high wages. That just means the rest of the team will be on peanuts. Well, usually the way right way. The MLS, I think, have a certain amount of yeah. you can have a certain amount of foreign players and a certain amount on them. You can have marquee players, so the certain amount yeah. of marquee you can have on this amount. And then, if you have a squad of twenty, they break it down into ten, five, and five or something like that. And th- then there's you know there's an amount put beside all those. And you know, I'm not saying it'll be they do franchise tags as well, where yeah, you're like actually do. you're allowed player, player, whatever you want. Yeah, you get one is, of them. And, yeah, there's one of them. But like, like, let's be honest about it. If you look at some clubs around the world, they probably need four or five of them. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, yeah. but, but look, that's that's down the road, and we'll have to see. Lads, we're gonna go, we're gonna do another 10 minutes or so, 15 minutes, right? And um, I'll let Shawnee decide how long we do, he's the minister of uh, time. So <laughs> I want to do, I want to do, um, just questions from the chat. The chat has been unbelievable tonight. So the questions can be football, non football, whatever you want, um, for the next 15 minutes. We'll have the crack, Fuck, we'll have the crack, <laughs> yeah, we'll have the crack. Um, but I want to tie it in with Ox. Um, been looking around this num uh false nine and somebody did ask any chance to get Melissa ready on I'll be on my best behaviour. I think it was Red Steve. Um we'll we'll have a go. We'll ask her and see what happens, all right. Um but I want to tie it in with Ox. I just want to start off with this because we did get questions earlier about um Dusan Vlahovic. And there's been talk out of Ox about playing the num the, the false nine and he's comfortable with it, he likes it and I'm going to be honest lads, I don't like this talk. I'm going to be honest, I don't like this talk because it feels to me like that wedging, a bit like when the right-back talk came up a little while ago, it feels like that wedging Oxlade-Chamberlain into some sort of position where we need somebody. I'll put it this way. If I play Bobby Firmino 10 times and Ox 10 times, I know I'm getting more out of Bobby Firmino. So what's the point in Ox? Whereas if I need goals, I want to replace Bobby Firmino with goals. And I don't think that comes from Oxlade-Chamberlain. Keith, are you up? Are you all right with this idea? Or... What's your feeling on Vlahovic? Because people are absolutely screaming for him. They're all over him. They love him. Yeah. Um, the Ox thing, they, that came in last season, didn't it? Klopp came out and said that he was going to try him as a false nine, played him there a couple of times or put him on there a couple of times. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think he has the attributes to do it. I think he has the attributes to be a poor version of Firmino. Um, and people say Firmino is a poor version of Firmino. But... You know, he, he, you're right, Gav, he doesn't have the goal-scoring ability, I don't think, to, to get big numbers there. So all you're really getting maybe is Firmino Lui. 
and we don't need that. We need an improvement. Now, is Dilson Vlavic an improvement? Time will tell. I think he's excellent. I think he's brilliant. I haven't seen a hundred matches of him by any stretch of the imagination, but I've seen enough um, games of his to form an opinion that I think he'll be good. He's six foot three. He's quick, left footed. He's not afraid to shield from distance. I like him. I think he's good. We're not looking if if Flavich is our main target. We're not looking to replace Firmino. We're just bringing in Change a young system, maybe. Yeah, but a young player, Shawnee, that we can mould and eventually put into the team. So if you're bringing in Erling Haaland, Erling Haaland is going in and he's taking fucking Firmino's number off him and all. You know what I mean? Whereas Vlavic comes in, he's Take coming in as part of a unit. Yeah. Vlavic is coming in as part of a, a unit and it will and be, that's the way it should be. A region. It should be, yeah. But that's be, I, mean. I, don't, I don't like this who's replacing who. I want just, yeah. is he really, really good? Yeah, and he's playing for Liverpool now. Yeah, I don't I don't want a discussion That's... about anything else. I want five or six up front that are brilliant. Sorry, I want to just throw at this to hear Kashiri and or Koreshi, sorry. Um Liverpool have been LFC being careful Monday's hindered our success in trophies. Same squad, nothing has changed. Teams are how to play as last season is a hint to hear. I'm gonna have to uh, Is that why we I'm gonna have to disagree with you hugely on that, right? Yeah, last season wasn't a hint. You know, last season, you look at the amount of players that were out and the amount of different centre-back partnerships. I think someone said 20, 26 yeah. injuries to different players last year. Hinders our success and trophies. We had a Champions League final, a Champions League, a, a, a league title, um, a European Super Cup and a World Club Cup. And what happened last season has dug deep on people, really has dug deep on people. But I think... And and I I know I, I do get that teams know how to play us. I I slightly agree with you on that. I I do agree with you on that, and I, that's why I think we need to up it a little bit with regards to signs. But overall, I think no, don't forget about last season because I think it exposed some people. But I think you have to give a bit of leeway on last season, and that leeway will only be told, I suppose, probably. 10, 15 games into next. Um, Shawnee. We were top of the league up till Christmas last season and we were uh, top of the form table geez, in stop, the running. Geez, you know, stop talking it was a sense, period. Really? One period yeah. that we were bad. That's all. Stop talking sense, Keith. Really? Well, Shawnee, I want to ask you about Dusan um, Vlahovic. Yeah. Um, I, I like his name. I'm going to be honest yeah. with you. I've seen him and he has grey hair. Yeah. Okay, he scored seven goals today, so I'm all up for that. I've yeah. seen him probably play in three football matches, and I thought he was good. But he he absolutely bangs of uh, cult hero bashing in headers all over the shop, and I think he's he's a new element uh, that Liverpool a, could have. There's a massive stench of Robert Lewandowski off him. And I tell you what, if you think I have guns, go over and have a look at his Instagram. Fella, it'll yeah. make you feel bad about that. <laughs> Fella's well, strut- strutting around my beat and with nothing on. He just like like a Greek god. But I have to say, from the nine and a half minutes of techno music and highlights mm-hmm. I've watched to do, Sam Flavich, he's the best player I've ever seen in my life, to be honest yeah. with you. And I, I'm, I'm nearly sure Robert Lewandowski be going to bed with a pair of Dusan Vlavic jocks on tonight. Hands on him. Uh, Khalil says the exact yeah, same. Yeah, no, he, Vlavic, he, as a bit to be honest, yeah, look, we, I'll be honest, I remember when um, Grace said it to us, Grace, get, I'll give Grace pop. Grace said it to us probably about six, seven weeks ago on the WhatsApp and my natural reaction just was, have I never seen him was, he's a stocking. I said, you know what, I'm going to have a look at him. I'm surprised at how quick he is. Yeah. 
how how mobile he is, how quick his feet are, how technical he is. He he he's, he's, he seems a bit like a Zlatan, a Zlatan Lewandowski. I think he would be great. Um, it's a bit of a gamble buying a fella from Serie A for the the touted price after that one season. But look again, I just trust what whatever they're going to do. And the thing that I like about it is, is it's it's a bit different. It's not a Malin. It's not um, it's not like the others we've been looking at. It's not a Malin. It's not a Chiesa. It's not a, a goal scoring and wide player. It's not really an, a floaty number nine sort of like not Malin is. It's it's a target man. And yeah. if we see that, and if if Alison Becker's header against West Brom didn't teach us what I'd be like to have some fella who can head a ball in the box. What what would be like to have one of them? Nothing will. Um, he, maybe Klopp's gonna look at like a four two three one that in his early days at Dortmund with, with Lewandowski up top. I think it'd be a great signing. It'd be very very exciting for me. Bloody um, Pig, Pig says someone. it there. Is Zeko is very like Zeko, and that's yeah. a great show. No, I think people have liked to Zeko. Zeko was more of a, a predator. The, this fella has this fella has technique. This this fella has feet. You see him Zeko, dancing around Zeko, people. Uh, He's Wolf very quick. He's as well. Yeah, he's pretty quick. They won it. Yeah, hungry. Yeah, I remember. Look, I don't care if you tell me I'm gonna get Ollie Watkins or Jared Bound. I trust him, but yeah. I really like the look of Lavich. I think, I think he he looks really looks good, and I'd like to get him out of there early because if yeah. he goes to the event, this you're never gonna get him no. because well, he's gonna tear it up there. Somebody says, um, get him this season, or otherwise you'll be watching him going to arrival next season, and you really regret it. Um, somebody says there, um, there it was, there, Joshua, says, uh, Trent with someone to aim for turns me on. And um, the previous comment, which I've knocked off the screen and I shouldn't have, was, where are the T-shirts with Kenny's cabinet on it? Um, if I could think of a decent design of a cabinet <laughs> um, to do with uh, Kenny Daglish, of course, Kenny's cabinet, famous, uh, the night Liverpool won the league when he had the biggest cabinet you've ever seen in the background yeah. while he wore a Liverpool scarf celebrating the title. But I definitely have a look. If you have any more questions, random or, or football, um, throw them in. But the Vladovic well, is it. Yeah, a caveat, everything I said about Vlatovic is that I literally have only seen him on YouTube. So they don't show you all the the shy parts. They don't yeah. show like so mm. going off that. But I do, yeah, but I do remember you, if we're I, being I do remember you them, watching it, a few games. I do remember you watching a few games and actually coming back and going, Holy God, fuck, he's good. Well, I've seen the the highlights. One of them right. one player that I did was watching was Renato Sanchez before the Euros yeah. and all. And I, I said that this. I'd love him. I think he'd be perfect genie replacement. And that's who that's the one who I want. I'm not really Saul yeah, he's a he's a brilliant player, but I think there's way too much interest in him now for him to come to us. The way he's just gonna be thrown at him will be mental. Yeah. Mm. But I do think Sanchez is one who could really kick out. I know he has injury problems and all that, but I think he could be really, Saul was really disappointing. Good. For me, I think um, if we, we if we were in there early to get him, I would have liked him to see us get him. Now, look, stranger things have happened and it could be something down the line. And, you know, he, he picks, instead of looking for massive, massive money, I, he, he picks, he makes a football decision rather than a, than a money one. But that happens very rarely, to be honest with you. As much as we like to talk about players coming to Liverpool because they love to play for Liverpool, yeah. there's a lot there's a lot of players, but the vast majority, I think, go because they're offered loads and loads of money. Um, but we'll have to we'll have to wait and see. Um, but for me, the Vlahovic thing, he's just different, and yeah. I like that. I like that because I, something that rings true that a couple of people have said in the chat about people know how to play us, and 
And I think that did shine through a little bit last season. And I think that was maybe down to the personnel that we had available and the form yeah. we were going through. And and it's very easy to to revert to a certain type where let's get a wide and lobber in the box and let's fucking hope something happens. And that was yeah. happening with Trent and Robertson a lot. But if you if you actually have a purpose to that with the likes of Vlahovic in there, or maybe someone else, but if you have someone in there that's like, yeah, throw her in there. I'm waiting to see. You know, um, a bit like Andy Carroll when he played with Liverpool. When he, when yeah, well, I think that's doing him a disservice. Because no, I'm, not, I, I'm looking not. at this fella and he's moving around like a house fly. I'm saying, hell, that's not right. This fella is six foot odd. He's a, how mobile is he? So he's a bit of an alien, a little bit. Looks like, look like, a bit like Holland. Like Holland is yeah. deceptively like when you look at Holland, you think that thing's like rock. He's a monster. But, the fella, yeah. the fella, he's like a top heat on me. He's, 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 he's so fucking good. Yeah. Like, if you want the dream signing this summer, it's him. That's the profile of Lavage. Now, I take Mbappe over Haaland every day, but oh, that's no, the man. that's the profile of Lavage. No, Lavage is that. You can do that, that one, actually, Mbappe or Haaland. Haaland all day. I'll yeah, because I tell you what, Mbappe, and I'm not just saying it because we're not getting him, obviously. He's a massive M- growing tear away from his career. Being Mbappe is a hamstring away from being Michael yeah, Owens. God bless yeah. him. That's he the is. truth. Yes, 1975, yeah. Jamrock says, I sent a super chat that I didn't <laughs> see about narrative. Um, we didn't see it either, but um, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, it's not there. But um, if you want to just throw it in as a normal comment about uh, narrative, I'll read it out. Liam Kenny says, Vlahovic and Jota on the bench battling for a 14 place can only benefit us and, and get the best out of Manny and Bobby again. I saw a bassoon to replace Genie. We're injured lads back. We'll smash it. Um, that's inter- it's interesting because I, I do feel that the season starts tomorrow, Liverpool are the team to be. I genuinely believe that yeah. um, with the players that are back and available for us. But in saying that, I know what other teams are going to do. You know you're going to do something. There's loads of rumour around Kane. Um, there's rumour around Grealish. I think Chelsea will definitely do something. Spurs are making moves, although, can you? what do you say about Spurs? Arsenal, I couldn't believe I've spent about 80 million. I don't know anyone that they've signed. Um, Villa have, I genuinely don't. I'm like, what? Like, where, when did this happen? They? Who are they? They yeah, bought they Ben White. They bought Nuno Tavares. Is Ben White done? I, I like think Ben he was going today. Yeah, um, like, I, 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 Miller I the left back. back. They signed um, what's his name? Uh, oh, that Belgian young the the Belgian Le Congo. Yeah, Lacombe. They signed him, and they're trying to they're trying to sign Aaron Ramsdale. That's Not, yeah, I've seen that actually. Twenty-five that. million. But that's Scaragun again. This will all yeah. prove that spending means absolutely nothing. But I do yeah. like the signing. Now. I think Ben White's a good player. He's a good he's player, a but fifty good. million and Brighton have a, a sell-on fee and all on that. It's it's a mad. It's a great deal for Brighton. In fairness, oh, but it just goes to show: is that going to make a difference to Arsenal? Do they? You know, is Ben White going into that defence? I don't know if that's what he needs. But look, time will tell. He's a good player. We we spoke highly of him when Liverpool were linked. So I'm not going to change my opinion of him now because he's going to Arsenal. He's a good player. Arsenal are about to offer 18 million rise to 25 million for Ramsdale, according to Chris Brack. He is garbage. Um, I've stuck a comment up there. Haaland or Mbappe. Loads have coming in with Haaland. A few coming in with Mbappe. Um, but I just... There's something about Haaland for me. There's something about him. It's the way he carries himself. Now what? He's... he's, he's, he's He's, I don't even know the word from. He's an arrogant fucker. But yeah, you look, you look at him hard work at the same time. There's just something about him where I go. Look what happened in Mbappe at the Euros. I think he might be a bit of a soft cock, like the, the Peno and all that. Like, to be honest with you, I think he might be a little bit. And I he, don't know. Getting ratty around and he getting a bit ratty and stuff. He was saying to Giroud, I think he might be a bit of a soft touch. Now, don't get me wrong. As a talented fella's out of this world, like 
22 years of age and he has the game on strings. But, but Haaland is a robot. Mm. Haaland is a robot. That, that, mm. that's, that's the, he's just a, he's a killer. And one thing I will say, I've seen someone go mad about me saying something about Edwards. If Michael Edwards was as good as he was, Haaland would have been signed by Liverpool leaving the ground that night at Anfield because he comes off the bench and runs us ragged and scores at Anfield in the Champions League for Salzburg. And if they if this this scouting network was as good as like if Michael Edwards is statue worthy, he's picking up Haaland from Salzburg. He's using his contact. Because not long after that, they we saw Minamino from them. So we should have been looking at, at the looks of them. And people are talking about Rafinha now from Leeds. We should have been getting him from Ren. Mm. This is why we should be looking at the likes of Doku, Vlahovic before they get that yeah. big move and we have to be pulling them away from these big teams. You know? Especially That's if they're going to Premier League and you're paying yeah. a whack on them. I, I'm not I'm not discounting everything they've done because they've done really good. They've obviously done really good stuff, but you need to be you need to be quick in the draw with these ones. Pulling them away to get me before they get the chance. Like Sancho. Think- getting a Sancho before he goes to City. I know City may want, want to have the door us, but they, we could have pulled him away there for a little and up. Do you know what I mean? There's being clever and there's being clever. So I think we can get a little bit better at that in that regard. And this is where I think probably Nick and Vlahovic now before he goes to Juve and you never get him. Yeah. Because mm. you never leave Bobby, Italy. Bobby Richmond asks, lads, how much do you think the Austria trip costs? Is this for the whole club? I don't know. Self-catering, I presume. Um, about 40 of them. 500 quid ahead. Self-catering. Yeah. They all have to bring their own crisps. Bring your own. Yeah. Um, bring your own gear. Um, kill the boxes <laughs> and all that stuff, but and then you have got they obviously have to pay extra if you want to bring extra luggage or you want to get on the plane forced and stuff like that because Liverpool are cheapskates and won't pay for um for the proper planes and all that propellers on this plane instead of proper engines and all. I'd say, but uh, throw us in a couple of random questions before we go. But it's on um, the Haaland one before we finish up. I don't think we had a chance at getting him from Salzburg because. Sean is right. We saw him in Amino shortly after that, and we had an arrangement with Salzburg. We had a good relationship with them. The training ground was built based on their training ground. The Red Bull team came. They, they went and visited Salzburg. So there was a, definitely a connection there to do it. I think Mino Raiola wouldn't have wanted him going to Liverpool at that stage. Oh, yeah. He had his yeah. eye on a move to Dortmund yeah, and a step for the big one. And that's the agent walking. Bumble, yeah, it's bumble, all right, Keith. Yeah. I'm just going to go back into me into me box now. All right, nice one. That's okay. Well, nah, you yeah. fucking, you nah. come on the show with your blading guns hanging out here, Shawnee, embarrassing yeah, me. Nah, you know what? I thought I was looking amazing and then you come on giving it all this. No, Keith, is a, he's 100% <laughs> spot on. And I think we said that last week, didn't we, that he probably, like, yeah. Royale knew his next two clubs yeah. before he did. And you look at Marlon, so things are very same. Yeah. So, yeah, there you go. Look, don't listen to me. Don't listen to me. No, no, listen to Sean. He's right. Sean, he's, he's, he's the minister. Yeah, the minister of everything. Right, lads, before we finish up, they're not coming in with random questions that aren't football, so <laughs> fuck them. Um, two players we sign by the end of the window. I want to give. I want you to give me the two players you believe Liverpool will sign by the end of the window. They could sign three, they could sign four, we don't know. But who are the two um, players that you feel Liverpool will sign by the end of the window? Um just to give you a chance, uh, Kev O'Sullivan has Neuhaus and Vlahovic. One's, uh, one's got to be homegrown. Saul yeah. and Rafina from Mike. Um, Saul and Neto from Mick. Uh, there's more coming in, I'd say. Oh, McGinn and Bowen from Yeah, Leo that's Bill. that's where I'm thinking. Basuma I'm thinking and Vlahovic. From Basuma and Bowen, I'm thinking. Okay. 
So, um, Keith, give me the two players you think Liverpool will sign. Now, listen, we won't massively hold it. Yeah. Like, I, if it was Grizz, I'd hold him. But uh, uh, by the way, uh, Marty Tariq says, uh, damn, Keith, looking good in that short, man. You stood muffin. Nice one, yeah. That's there me born out of kill. I say it. Is. Stop there, calling yeah. me fucking purple, like you shower of fuckers. I was only giving you a <laughs> <laughs> Gives <laughs> a squeeze of them muscles. <laughs> <laughs> Who took the jam out of your downer? Um, oh, oh wait, Jamrock, welcome to Jamrock. Was put as we must. No, have we said I sent it in the normal chat now. Thanks for us. I, I haven't seen it. I keep looking for his name. But go on, keep give me the two names. I look for the two. I I agree with sort of Sean. I think that has to be homegrown. So I I don't know if it was me picking. I think it will be an unknown. And not an unknown, but no one, someone that hasn't been linked yet. And Vlavic. I think we're going to sign three. I think we're going to sign three. I think we're going to sign Vlavic. We're going to sign Saul. And we're going to sign another unknown homegrown player. And we're going to get rid of Origi. And we're going to get rid of Shaq. Make space. No worries. Uh, before I get you to answer, Shani, I found a comment from 1975, Jamrock. He says, I said that sell to buy is a social media media narrative. If you look at the transfer market website for all transfers, it will blow that up. All major players sold asked to leave our new coach. Yep. Yeah. 100%. And you, you look at nearly every club. They, it's across, except for the anonymies that are City and Chelsea. And but even... Even City are raising 100 million this summer, apparently, from yeah. selling shite that no one ever heard of. Our players that have been out on loan, like Angelino, they do a windfall. Sancho, they do a windfall. Do you know what I mean? And that's why these deals, when you put sell in, uh, sell on clauses, can come back and benefit you down the line. Okay. Um, Jeremiah, B, uh, sorry, Vibration says breaking news United are strongly linked with Saul from Atletico Madrid to replace um, Pogba. Who looks like that, that would be name. typically United buying the type of midfielder that they don't need. Yeah. yeah. James Ward Prowse and Vlahovic says Jeremiah. I just thought yeah. it was interesting. Um Shawnee, two players. I don't I, I can't get away from Basuma for some reason. Because he's I, not I, gone anywhere else. Because he hasn't gone anywhere else. And Arsenal mm. are signing players that are right of leading nuts. Yeah. And if they haven't got him by now, I think Why because not? we have we were linked to him early on. So I think it might be him and Jared Bound, look, it's not sexy. It doesn't make yeah. you horny. You know, it doesn't make you horny at all. You might need a few bleeding blue fighters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. you might need to try a blueies, but um, I don't know if if we could get a Rigio or love a Vlahovic. Yeah. Uh, I I don't subscribe to the three. I think you might be pushing the boat out, Keith. Yeah, I think that I might. If there was a tour, that would probably be a backup right back, wouldn't it? Yeah. Like it's, like, Gav, you said when you said Tavian there, I think it's that's how you said off, yeah. off Rangers. Yeah. Like, I think that's a great show. 28-year-old, you'd be delighted to come down and play for Liverpool. Mm. Like, just as a squad option. That's I just think he's very similar to a bit, a bit of, a bit of like, obviously, his wages aren't sky high up north. Yeah. No, I think, I, think, I think you'd be looking at 10 to 15 million, I think, yeah. from... I think he's very similar to Trent in the way he plays. He gets forward, he gets assists, he gets goals, he takes penalties. And oh, he kicks. Yeah, it's, it's just... it's just He pops into my head every so often, yeah. Uh, yeah. James Tavernier, because... No, but, and he's a homegrown player. Just a style of player yeah. he is, yeah. And he'd be a homegrown, yeah. Look, look, if I'm getting away from... Look, this is purely hypothetical, isn't it? Like, 
Bowen, I think Bowen could be the wild player, the attacker, but if it wasn't for injuries, I would have been all over Neto. And if, yeah. it, and if it wasn't Neto, it would have been Harvey Barnes. And I probably would have been giving Leicester whatever he wanted for Harvey Barnes. Because I think he's, the same. he's, I think he's fucking brilliant. I think he's an excellent, excellent player. One who's definitely going to go on to another level. And um, looks like he'd sell us as well. Yeah, 100%. yeah, he, he has, he has that. I think he has a bit of a Suarez vibe off the way he plays, the way he runs into players and bashes off them and runs yeah. away. You know? he, yeah, and I'm not saying good. he's Suarez level, but he has that kind of feel off. Yeah, yeah. Like, the same one is very interesting. I think it's going to be him, Gav. I do. Do you? I think it's going to be him. I think it's. I think it's. Um, I think it's very interesting because that's that's literally been going since the, the final whistle last season. You know, when mm-hmm. it was all Basuma's gone, Basuma's gone, Basuma's gone, Liverpool are in from, you know, um, Arsenal. Liverpool and Arsenal seem to be the two names that were always on people's lips about them. And, and you see Arsenal have spent, I think it's 80 million, I've seen. Now, I don't know any of the players. I think I think they're all kind of project players, um, Ben White included. Um, and I kind of look at Basuma and go, unless Arsenal know this is done, Unless Arsenal simply know this yeah. is done and, 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 they're doing know business and, and they go and get this done when they're ready. But they wouldn't have been signing your man Lukonga, wouldn't they not? Like, yeah, I don't know. But well. then again, isn't 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 Jacket meant to be leaving Arsenal? So there's there a couple of yeah, there yeah. could be a couple of spots there at Arsenal. So the Basuma one, um the Basuma one is strange. Like someone asked there, um, didn't Basuma put in a transfer request early on? I don't know if he put in a transfer. Yeah, well, that was the real one. Yeah, um, See, it could be paper talk as well, as we say. You don't believe yeah, everything. Actually, Oranger says Brighton are waiting for a bidding war that might never happen. Yeah, I can't. You see, it, I just, you've got 50 bidding, million bidding, for Ben White. But a bidding war doesn't happen if it openly looks like the player is looking for a move and B, he's constantly being linked with Arsenal. You won't get a bidding yeah. war because it just clubs ago, he's going to Arsenal. So you think Basuma, Shani, Keith signing three. Um, but Basuma, I'll make a four. I'll take Neuhaus as well. Okay. I like Neuhaus. I like oh, Neuhaus. Jesus Christ, Keith. Keith, 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 if he hadn't got the injuries, but yeah. you think Neto definitely, oh, Met, Neto is the business. Like, uh, I hope he recovers from his injury because, you know, he's deadly. He's fucking deadly. One who I really would have loved to see him is going in far, but obviously he got injured. But okay. I, if I'm being paid with the answer, and it's not a good podcast answer, I haven't a fucking clue because I yeah. wouldn't have told you Jota this time last year. Exactly. Yeah. But that would have been um, laughed out of the gaff. So I know, but we yeah. laugh at you in a couple of weeks when we watch this back because people will always watch back and then hammer us for it. And that's fair enough. I think I think it's definitely. I think the right back cover could be something that if the, if it comes late in the window, they might go into. But a midfield midfield and a forward is definitely. And I think when you look at Salah and you look at Mane and you look at Jota, you kind of have and Elliot if he's in the squad, you kind of have your wide positions covered. If you want to put Ox up there and play him either side and make him part of that, you know, group. Fine. Maybe that's the Neto idea. Maybe the Neto thing is he's the top target. We Not that we can't get him now, but let's see what he's like in six months and then we bring yeah. him in rather than buying a forward Maybe. now and they really want Neto. Because all the talk was at the time was Neto was really highly rated. So maybe yeah. that's what they're waiting to see how he recovers. It, it could be, but I think if we're going for a forward, I want to see someone that goes down the middle. I don't. I like all this, you know, we can... He can play anywhere across the front, and I like that. But we have loads of players that can play all across the front. Just give me someone that plays down the middle. 
just down the middle. Mm. Bobby Farino can only play down the middle for Liverpool. And I'm good with that. I want someone else like that to complement whatever else we have. Harvey Elliott, if he gets in the squad, can play either, off either side. He can play as a 10. Ox can play as a 10 or play either side for me. He can't play as a 9, in my opinion. You know, Mane can play as a 10 and off the left or right. Salah can play off the left, right, or as a number 9 if you want. I think I'd love to someone down the middle. So I'll, 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 I'll jump in on, on, um, on Vlahovic if that's all right. Midfield wise, I've just seen a name come up there and, if this, this could be done, yeah, that's the player. Uh, my, um, that's you, the player. You have no idea how horny I am. Yeah, <laughs> now, Goretzka has a year left. That's why I'm doing bicep calls. Yeah. Just because of him. <laughs> we just saw Shani six weeks ago. He was a scrawny little fucker, but he's on the Goretzka diet now. Charlie was like, what's his name? Uh, Barney out of Simpsons. He was fucking uh, six weeks ago. Look at him now. <laughs> but, um, what a but, no, but yeah. he has a year left on his deal. And the talk out of Bayern is that because you've given Matt Sane this big deal yeah. that all the players are rolling in now going, I want that as well. If you could turn around, um, Grafenberg is another name that's in there and I think that's a very interesting one. If you could turn around to Bayern or Goretzka and say, listen, we'll give you 25, 30 million now and you know he's, you're not, he's not going to sign for you. We'll give you 30 million now and say to Goretzka, we'll give you 150 grand a week or whatever it might be whatever it is um, Goretzka is the dream one for me I think he has everything and I mean everything we were mad for him before yeah. he, when we yeah. were trying to get him yeah. from Shadowcare yeah. weren't we um, yeah. but look it's a Goretzka I think is a bit of a dream Basuma one doesn't really mm, I don't think it does happen for me um, Neuhaus is decent but I, I'm more it's more the forward for me but I, I tell you what um if you if you give me Vlahovic and, and Goretzka, I'm good. I'm not, I've no problem with Renato Sanchez, and I've no problem with Saul. No issues whatsoever either. There, but Vlahovic and John McGinn. Well, he's not homegrown, so McGinn. he's no use. He's not homegrown. I love McGinn. I don't get the I don't, I don't yeah. get the, the disdain towards John McGinn. Yeah. I think he's a brilliant you know player. I think he's excellent. I think if his name if his name was John McGinn, yeah, we'd be all yeah. mad for him. And yeah, he'd I fit into our team like a blatant glove. Yeah, he's well, an excellent footballer. Like, he's not. Let's see. Some of the show you're saying, Trouty. Yeah, look, look the, the, the lads are saying about Bellingham. Like, there's another one we missed about on United. Was showing him around and tried to get him. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? John says United are offering twenty million a year for Goretzka. Apparently, yeah. Yeah. Well, look, we'll have to wait and see. There's going to be loads of stuff going on with regards to transfers over the next five weeks, isn't it? Um, yeah. but look, New five year deal for Ole. Was it a five year deal? Ole? Yeah, 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 yeah. Toronto, yeah, brilliant stuff. Um, nice. but. We have to let we leave it there. Um, just to let you know, check the show description for the Sienna stuff. Um, the tickets are selling well, but not well enough, in their opinion. If you know anybody that runs a podcast or is in any way in the media or whatever way that you can help this out and take this on with us to promote it daily, weekly, monthly, whatever it might be, let them know. Um, this isn't about us, it's not about the LFC, yeah. it's about getting as much word out there. So if I don't know who's that fella in America, Johnny, that does all the deadly podcasts. Fella oh, that interviews in the ring, Joe Fella's Rogan. The, Joe Rogan. If Joe Rogan wants to take this on and tell people to buy tickets, um, they absolutely can. Um, and anybody like that is welcome to. But look, the, she's nearly halfway there in our money, so we want to when we get over that halfway, we want to push it again. But the link is in the yeah. description. You can also go to the um, the GoFundMe if you want to donate that way. And it, one ticket. Um, is one euro to sell at Anfield, 53,394 tickets. Um, coming up this week, 
the forum is tomorrow. The midweek fixes move to Tuesday. I haven't told Jamie that yet, but he's probably <laughs> awesome. Um The <laughs> transfer agenda show will be on Wednesday uh, because Liverpool play Thursday and we will have our pre-match and post-match. We had our first pre- and post-match um, on Friday and the lads done brilliantly for our first time on the channel. They were absolutely excellent. So more of that to come on Thursday. Friday we'll have a night off. Saturday we'll have a night off and we'll be back here on Sunday. Hopefully Grizz has swam home by then. And, yeah, um, might be doing the transfer special from a dinghy. Yeah, yeah. From a from a Ford, 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 Ah, we had a great time, didn't we? We did have a great time. The comments were legal tonight, weren't they? Yeah, it was. It's what it's all about. You know, it's what it's all about. We mightn't read them out all the time, but we do appreciate them all coming in. And Red Steve says, go on, sorry. No, no, I was just saying that we appreciate the comments and the people that are in there making the effort, so... Absolutely, and they were absolutely brilliant tonight. And we tried to read out as many as we possibly could. Red Steve asked, new layout coming back up. The new layouts are coming back. We tested the midweek fix during the week and it went extremely well. Um, one thing I will say to you is, though, people are saying, you know, I can't see it on the phone. And I, it's impossible to, impossible to um, design a YouTube layout that suits people on a desktop on an iPad and on a phone boat looking at it the normal way and turned on its side. It's impossible. You can't get, we're making the graphics as big as we can so you can read them. So we can't do that and have a live chat down the side. It's just impossible. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to make us as small as we can on the screen to give the emphasis on the, um, on the graphics. So if you can see the graphics were good and if you can, if you turn your phone on the side and it still shows the live chat great, but there's no way we can, we can design it to make every, every, um, Every way possible, or every way the same. Who this AC Milan fellow we've been Frank Kessie. Oh, Kessie, yeah, yeah. We get into that during the week. We get into that during the week. Um, that played Resty. Craig David's Peregrine Falcon, is it? Yeah. <laughs> Impossible is nothing, Gav. I have faith in you. Well, Red, Red Steve, it's designed, and um, there's nothing more we can do with it. I'm being honest with you. But over the next week or two, um. Before the season starts, we will have a fat back four, we will have a forum, and we will have a carnage with the new format. And going into the season, they will all have the new format. So we're just trying to pick the right dates to test them when lads are available and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, Shawnee, the minister for graphics and everything else, has said that the midweek fix was fine. So hopefully we pass this test when it comes to the forum. Um, no, I was better than fine. It was the fat brilliant. back four yeah. and the carnage. So, um, and by the way, you did suggest changes to the midweek fix, like make them bleeding comments bigger. We've made the comments bigger. Okay, make those graphics bigger. We've made the graphics bigger. Shawnee said to me, get rid of them circles. And this is exactly what he said to me, right? Because the funniest thing I heard, he said, see that social media page? And I said, yeah. He said, can you change them circles to kind of long rectangles and put the lads in them? I went, yeah. And he goes, grand, because it looks like the four of them are looking out the window with SpongeBob's gaffes. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so that's why we've changed that. If anyone is wondering, all right. So that has been, that has yeah. been the fat back for, um, thanks for joining us. The comments have been amazing. The amount of viewers watching has been amazing. Don't forget to support Sienna and we'll talk to you during the week. Over and out. Sports Social Podcast Network.